You're listening to TechNado. Welcome to another episode of TechNado. I'm Sophie Goodwin, one of your hosts. And really quick, I want to thank the sponsor of TechNado, ACI Learning, the folks behind IT Pro. Just a reminder that you can use that discount code TechNado30 on your IT Pro membership. Once again, I am Sophie. Looking forward to jumping into this week's tech news. I know we definitely have some uh, some throwback pieces, so I'm looking forward to this. Don, how are you feeling? I am feeling good. You know, we had uh, the the big tech conference last week, and so uh, several vendors have been pushing out new technology. So we have a couple of new devices to talk about today. Not not a ton, but you know, there's there's some neat stuff that's out there. Uh, and then we have our standard cybersecurity world, which is a giant dumpster fire. So. Keeps can, us busy. Can you attest to that, Daniel? Is it a giant dumpster fire? Oh, it, we just keep pouring gas on it, so it won't stop. <laughs> just, just how it goes. Yeah, just kerosene soak rags. You just know, toss them if in. you're ever against fossil fuels, this would be the issue that <laughs> might get you there. <laughs> well, you have been warned. Uh, we can, we cannot be held liable for any of that. Yeah. By so, the way, it's just a marvel to how we, Don and I at least, reached seventh grade and stopped maturing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I like that he excluded <laughs> me from that. I, I do appreciate that, but you're giving me a little too much credit. You got well, at least an eighth. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just because I was homeschooled, so uh, it, I had a little bit of extra yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was it was bound to happen. We'll go ahead and jump into uh, the, the news that we have this week before we get too far off the rails. This first one comes to us from Ars Technica. A detachable Lenovo laptop is two separate computers, runs Windows and Android. All right, so... Uh, it's like the I, king, <laughs> it's like the king laptop. Yeah, that's interesting. I I have like a a surface that's like detachable. So when I first saw this, I was like, oh, what? well, this is nothing new. I've you know I've seen laptops like this, but two separate two separate computers. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So they they went an interesting route, like you said, Sophie. We we have seen computers where the monitor would detach, and now it was a tablet, which just meant that they took the CPU and hard drive and all that and stuck it up in the monitor instead of in the base. Makes you wonder what all is in the base, but uh, but that's what they did. But in this case, Lenovo went a different angle. And they said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make the display a full-blown Android tablet. So it's going to have an ARM processor in it, its own memory, its own storage. It is going to be a standalone tablet. We're going to make a laptop base, keyboard, touchpad, speakers, and all that, Intel processor, SSD, that runs Windows. And when you snap the monitor into the base, well, you see the Windows screen and that Windows computer. But when you pop the tablet off... Now the tablet flips into Android mode, and you're looking at that. And the base of the laptop, you can actually hook it up to a monitor, keyboard, and mouse, and, and it's still a functioning computer. So it really is two computers. It's an Android tablet and a Windows half-top or half-laptop yeah, or whatever you want to call it. Crop, crop top. Your crop top. It's a crop top. And, uh, it's a halter top. You, you stick them together like uh, uh, Voltron or something, and, and all of a sudden you have a laptop. Now the Voltron song is in my head. Thank you. <laughs> Interesting. Dun, da, dun, da, da. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, the price on this definitely aligns with the fact that it's two computers. Um, I just looked it up. Nine thousand dollars. It looks like the uh, the Surface Book right now goes for a little over a thousand, or at least the ones that I'm seeing. And this is two thousand because you are yeah. paying for the two separate yeah. computers. So not a not a cheap not a cheap price tag on Any that. Any kind of like details on whether or not these two things talk to each other in some way, shape, or form? So there there's there's obviously some gray area here and some yeah. marketing speak or whatever, but allegedly <laughs> when you plug the screen into the base, so you you put it in uh, the, the the lions combine and you get the laptop mode because everybody knows the yeah. car Voltron sucked. Yeah, this is the lion one, and uh, <laughs> they combine. You get the uh, you get the Windows screen is what's displayed up on the tablet, but the Android system is still running in the background, and the base is able to remote 
in to, to view the apps that are running on Android. So it looks like the Android apps are running on your Windows instance, but they're actually just being remotely displayed. Hmm. Now, they didn't really describe how that's working. You know, is it is it networking over a USB-C connection through the dock, or right. is it a wireless connection, right. or whatever? Is it like some weird built-in Wi-Fi AP that they, only they talk to? Or Maybe. Yeah. You, know, you, you see that. Bluetooth. Like um, uh, Roku remote controls with yeah. that weird network that they make that's part Bluetooth, part Wi-Fi, yeah. and all that. Uh, that throws off all your security scans. Uh, <laughs> yeah, do do a, do like a network capture of your home if you've got any kind of Roku's, and you're like, what the hell is all of this? <laughs> yeah, they don't they don't follow the rules. Yeah. So Lenovo is trying something new, and I, you know, I, 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 I can get kind of excited about stuff like this. It seems like a neat idea, but I can tell you what would happen with me is. This is going to be a not popular device. They're not going to sell a lot of these, if they ever sell it at all, right? Sometimes these never actually right, make the market. It doesn't make any sense. So, well, <laughs> that, that aside, <laughs> for me, let, let's pretend that I had this laptop in front of me right now, right? right? And I popped that display off. Now I got a sweet tablet. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, tablets get dropped, get scratched, and so on. So I'm going to want a screen protector on it, but I won't be able to buy that because they're going to sell 100 of these. And that's and that's it, right? Or I want to put a case on it, but so it, it, it's two things put together that nobody wants together, right? I want my tablet, and I want a laptop. I don't care about turning my laptop into a tablet. So, and and if you do, if you're like, you know, what would be really convenient right now is if my laptop was a tablet. Then you've got those like you know Lenovo flexes or whatever, yeah. and they just kind of fold over the back, and everything's there, and you go into tablet mode, and you're having a great time. It's fine. I've got one there; it works great. Mm -hmm. It's a little hefty, but other than that, I don't use it that way a whole lot. But when I need it that way, it works great. I do it, and then I fold it back as a laptop. Because yeah. what I want is a laptop, right? Because that's what I do most of my stuff on. If I needed just a tablet, guess what? I bought a tablet. Yeah. <laughs> You know, they are priced low enough where you so, just buy the device and call right. it a day. Like, yeah. And then it's not a huge, massive screen. I don't want, like, I'm not an iPad Pro guy or whatever where I need this massive, like, full screen thing because I'm not using it in that way. Mm -hmm. If I if I did like that tablet form, I probably would buy an iPad Pro and get right. the connected screen, uh, the keyboard, and try and call it a day. Like, I don't understand the purpose of this. Yeah. Uh, did you ever have, ever have a Asus Transformer? I did not. Okay, so a million years ago, I had one of these. Was, was uh, that that when the thing with the phone went in the back, right? What was no, that? Oh, no, that was the, uh, the pad, pad phone. Pad phone. Pad phone. That's what it was. <laughs> phone pad. Phone pad. Yeah. Uh, the pad phone. Uh, but the, the transformer was neat because it was it was an Android tablet, which yeah. Android tablets are totally not popular, right? So yeah. they're they're already like a, a dead market, basically. But uh, uh, but it was an Asus Android tablet, and then it had a whole keyboard clamshell that it snapped into yeah and the keyboard they needed to make it heavy so it would hold the the tablet up and the way they did that was that the keyboard it, it, it had the keyboard a touchpad and it was all battery like massive battery which was awesome <laughs> oh, because it's nice you dock it and it you could run for charges days up, yeah and and it would charge the tablet and, yeah. and i loved that thing yeah and uh just repeatedly google has not done a good job maintaining tablet support. Hmm. And so it quickly got to where it wasn't getting updates anymore and I had to get rid of it. I I only got rid of it because I couldn't get newer versions of Android on it and that was that was years ago. I love that thing. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Right? But it's it's like you said it was one device. It wasn't two devices, it was one and you could put it into a clamshell and, mode and, if you want. Maybe I'm just being too myopic or nearsighted or whatever you want to say that I don't see the obvious 
like advantage of having this device, but I I don't obviously see what the advantages of having yeah. this device is. Yeah, that's yeah. When y'all started talking about like this is pointless, it was a little bit of a relief for me because sometimes y'all cover, <laughs> you cover stuff like this, and and I'm thinking in my head like. They when would anybody cool. <laughs> ever use this? And then you start talking about, oh, this is great for people that do such and such. And I'm like, oh, well, duh, of course, now that you mention it. And in this case, I just, I don't ever see, I don't do a lot of the like highly technical stuff that you guys do. I just don't see somebody like me using something like this to its full capacity. If I wanted something where I could detach the top and use it as a, a tablet or whatever, I would just get like a Surface Book because right. when am I ever going to plug that keyboard into a monitor and oh, now I've got a separate screen. I just, yeah. it's, it's a lot of work for a lot of money that I, I really just don't need it. Yeah. Oh, you know, we, we should probably make a whole new segment called like Technado shits on blank. <laughs> 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 where we pick something we're like, this is completely useless. <laughs> you know, tear it apart. It's neat to see Lenovo do this. Uh, Samsung has done a few weird things over the years. Uh, the Samsung Dex. Oh, yeah. Where you, you could hook it up to a monitor and keyboard. You could drop your phone in it, and bam, you'd get a full-size desktop with mouse and keyboard and so right. on. It was a neat idea. It came in handy like once in a while. And it was just inconvenient enough that you didn't want to use it. Right. You know, because it, it, it you had to have it at home, or you had to take it with you on a trip, and you weren't going to take it with you. And it, Oh, yeah. you, you mean the little thing. Like, you could still use Dex without having that that dock station. Oh, if you had the right yeah. cables. You just and... had, it was just a USB-C cable. You just plug it in, oh, and Dex it. just runs, yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, that, that little thing was just nice, because you would have it sitting on your, and you would just dock your phone, yeah. and that would be what's up. But no, you could just plug in with a regular USB-C cable, and Dex would just pop up. Mm. Uh, I used to hear a couple times at, at ACI for like demonstrating mobile X, Y, or Z thing. And uh, it was really nice because that was easier than trying to do a screencast or whatever the case I was. used it this one time when I was arrested and they put me in a hotel and all I had was my phone <laughs> and a, uh, a fire stick. stick. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that was it. <laughs> Some it was nice. Yeah. Really. <laughs> I liked it. Somebody uh, in the comments raised the point, you know, that I really like the specs, but let's see how the battery life is. And that's that's what will really sell me on it. Yeah. Um, Poop Skunk says that it's an utterly <laughs> <laughs> clownish product. <laughs> I thought you might enjoy that. Yeah, that's that's the name he's chosen. Uh, Do you utterly think clownish a skunk's product. poop stinks worse than... <laughs> Probably not, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> like, these are two things. Like, you put two stinky things together, sir, madam, whatever you might be. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy, that was a mistake. Um, but yeah, yeah generally the, it seems like seventh the comments, grade. I told you the, <laughs> the comments on this article. It's uh, pretty much are in agreement here. I'm sure there'll be maybe somebody that comments on this video in, in disagreement and says that I'm stupid for saying what I said. I, I'm curious if you have any opinions on this and if you can think of it like, no, this would be perfect for this and it's filling this gap. Please let us know because uh, obviously we're <laughs> we're kind of there's a consensus here that eh, who's going to use this? Yeah, we're struggling. Somebody's We're struggling. Somebody's going to take that literally and say, like, oh, filling a gap. Yeah, you know, my, my washing machine is not <laughs> yeah. level, and it fills the gap right beneath that one leg. <laughs> I think we actually got an article on a washing machine in a little bit, but we no. won't we won't jump to that it's just funny. yet. That was a little foreshadowing on Don's part. We'll head into our uh, next article here. We're pulling this one from Slashdot. It says, uh, Chicago Public Schools lost over $20 million in electronics in one year. It's so a we, school's uh, detachable electronics. It's, yeah. <laughs> Supposedly, yeah. It seems like some people think they're detachable. So is this uh, like a theft issue? Uh, I I wouldn't go so far to say theft. I'm sure some of it is, right? But let's, let's understand the scope of this. So uh, schools today are, are way different than when I was in school. Uh, that 
you know, we, we are a technology enabled society. And so many schools issue out Chromebooks or iPads or full blown laptops to their students as a part of their education. And Chicago public schools gave out over $127 million in hardware last year to their students, right? You know, that kudos to them. Mm. You know, students get assigned a laptop. They can take it home, do their homework on it, bring it back to school and use it. That that's phenomenal. You know, when, when I was in school, each classroom had one Apple, like an Apple two C yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah two E maybe. Uh, and that was it. And, and I got to use it maybe once a month <laughs> and, and you just played Oregon trail. <laughs> and that was it. it. That was the only thing. So waiting to die of dysentery. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to happen. That's it. So, uh, you know, nice to see that, that students have access to a lot more because Hey, we, when they get out in the workforce, they're going to need those computer skills, no matter what career they go into. So, that's all positive, right? But they have a budget deficit this year, and so they had auditors start to take a look and see what's going on. And one area where they got dinged is over $20 million of that equipment that went out. So practically a fifth or 20% of, of that hardware never came back. That just got marked as lost or stolen, right? So it just it's gone, and that's that. And so we don't know uh, where were the sixth graders taking it down to the pawn shop and pawning the laptop, or or did they legitimately get lost? Because they're kids, right? Yeah, yeah. I've met kids. They are famous <laughs> for losing expensive things or and breaking I'm, it. I'm sure some of them got sat on or or dropped in a pool or Speaking whatever. Speaking of the the old that phone pad or whatever it was, oh, yeah. isn't that what my, happened to it? Mine got sat on. Yeah, yeah. it did. Yep. Not, yeah. not by me, but, by, uh, yeah. one but of my your kids. child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so not in Chicago, no, at least. No. So I got that going for yeah. me. But yeah. the rest that's, of that's, that's where you bought it. It was a Chicago <laughs> school. <laughs> He's like, let me borrow that. <laughs> so they started digging into it, saying, like, what the heck? How can we lose a fifth of our hardware? That seems a little on the high side. You, you expect attrition. You expect right. hardware to die, you know, but I don't think it's unreasonable to expect to get a couple of years out of hardware. Uh, the school had spent over $20 million, no, sorry, not over $20 million. They had spent several million dollars on software to be able to track these devices, to keep track of where they are. Turns out they weren't using it. They just, they, they bought the software, they installed it, and they just didn't use it. Um, well, that makes sense. And it, as they dug in deeper, they found where if you reported a device as stolen or lost, there was no negative repercussion. And so they would just say, all right, hey, you lost your laptop. Here, here's your new one. And, wow. and that was it. Uh, and so nobody really felt like accountability or responsibility. And so, you know, they're, they're losing one out of five. Welcome to the modern world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. I so, just do whatever you want. And, and this is just Chicago public schools where we've right. got numbers because of the audit. But I bet it's a similar oh, situation across it. the country. Guarantee it. Because uh, I, I know people that work in school systems. And I remember them having like brand new laptops, like nice ones or iPads and stuff like, where'd you get this? Oh, well, the school issued it to us. I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> like, cause we need something to work on. I go, yeah, no, I get it. Like, but you have a laptop and a thousand dollar iPad. What's up? She's oh yeah, we give them to the students too. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? That seems like a mistake. Yeah. But if we don't use that money, we won't get it again. Makes total sense. Mm -hmm. There you go. Total sense. There you go. It is interesting now that because this has become kind of the norm in schools is for kids to either have Chromebooks or some kind of a tablet. Yeah. Even though most teachers are like, we don't want you having your phone or any kind of device in the classroom. Like they're banned. Keep them away. If I see it, I'm taking it. Yeah. Because a lot of the stuff is done online, you you kind of need a device all of the time. So I guess in, maybe they lock them down and make it so you can't access certain stuff. But like, 
I can goof off just as much on a computer as I can on my phone. Well, so you can you can uh, boot a Chromebook into developer mode and then get full access to Linux inside of it, and then you can start doing a lot of things. I was just thinking more from an end user perspective, just goofing around on like Pop Tropica or something. But that too, yeah. If you've got like a child prodigy, you do you. Hey, I'm not gonna put Listen, limits it's on. It's a Google search away. How to unlock my Google Chromebook? Now, you yeah. mentioned child prodigies. I think if there's one thing we've learned about these hackers is that it, it many of them are child prodigies. Yeah, got a couple it's Goodwill huntings in Chicago. They're just waiting to yeah. unlock their Chromebook. Listen, kids get real curious, especially right. when you, like, what did what did uh, Samuel Clemens say? The most powerful word in the English language is no, right? Yeah. And you say, no, you can't. And they go, can't I, though? Yeah. I mean, I get to take it home. It's my, and if I mess it up, I'll just be like, oh, I miss so-and-so. My, my Chromebook broke. It won't boot now. And they go, okay, here, here's another one. Cool, let me try something else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They don't care. They're kids. They don't understand the, like, um... The consequences and repercussions of the things that they do. That's why we don't let them, like, you know, vote, and drive cars, and drink beer. There. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they still do those things, obviously. And we usually regret those decisions quite often, which is why we tell them, don't do that. Yeah. No. Yeah. Right? Yeah, now, I, I do want to say, just so people are clear on this, um, you know, I, I think people should be responsible, responsible mm. for the equipment that they're issued. But these are kids. And I don't think it makes sense to say, like, oh, you lost your laptop. Now you got to pay for it. Oh, of course. But certainly, if the school district has tracking software, use the thinking thing. They should be using that. And and if a laptop is reported as stolen, they need to be filing a police report. Like they they need to do those things, right? I'm not saying blame the kid. I don't think it's no, fair to expect a ten year old to be responsible for a laptop. Yeah. Uh, but if you're gonna do it, like at least try and be respectful to the taxpayer dollars. Ah, I like that. That's a that's a good parting word by Don Pizet right there. There we go. I think most people would would probably agree with you there. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully they figure out a solution to this because I would imagine if they continue to you know issue electronic devices like this, they're gonna continue running into this this problem. You know, it's yeah. not like kids are not gonna become responsible overnight. So hopefully <laughs> they they find a solution to this. How do we get um, those admins to care, Don? <laughs> <laughs> I I feel bad for the admins because the admins are probably wanting to do this stuff and, mm. and, and whoever's and being in charge stopped. of it's not doing it. Yep. Yeah. Golly. That happens a lot. Well, making me mad. <laughs> well, then we'll we'll Let's go move ahead. On. And- We'll go ahead and move on then before before Daniel gets too upset. I made mention earlier of an article having to do with a washing machine. So we've arrived. This comes to us from Tom's Hardware. Your washing machine could be sending 3.7 gigabytes of data a day. LG washing machine owner disconnected his device from Wi-Fi after noticing excessive outgoing daily data traffic. So was somebody like Bitcoin mining on his uh, on his washing machine? Uh, so I'll ruin the end of the story. We don't really know. He, he doesn't know what this traffic was, right? Uh, but... He happened to notice that his washing machine was uploading about three and a half gigs of data every single day, just mm. constantly throughout the day. It is a lot, right? Um, if that was just like raw text, say it's uh, telemetry right. data for that's the an, machine. That's an insane amount of data. It is. It is. Uh, the entire text of the Encyclopedia Britannica is under one megabyte. Right? I wonder if it was so, like, it, obviously it's an IoT device. I wonder if it was compromised. And he suspects that might yeah. be it. But, you know, the takeaway for this for me was not was not like don't buy LG washing machines or you know this guy got hacked or whatever it was the fact that at least he was monitoring outgoing traffic that was, so few people do that that was my next question is like how did he know he just happened to be like I monitor my outgoing traffic to see how much data I'm uploading now I don't think of myself as an overly paranoid person but I do monitor outgoing traffic in my home network yeah what uh, do you use uh, so I have a Firewalla. 
Okay. Uh, which is a pretty sweet firewall, and it does a lot of things. And I have a rule in it that just says, if you see an upload over 100 megabytes, send me an alert. Hmm. And I get an alert on my phone. Every and, time I watch your Plex server. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, <laughs> actually, that's true. So yeah. when, when somebody watches my Plex server, it'll it'll set that off, and I'll get a message, and I just clear it, and it's not a big deal. Yeah. Um, other times, I'll look at it, and I'm like, what is that device? And, yeah. and it, it does reverse DNS lookups on the IPs, so I have an idea of, of where the, the person is that this is going to. If I see it, like, hey, you just uploaded one gig to China. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I didn't. Well, I shouldn't have. There's... <laughs> That's There's a problem. something I need to look at, yeah. right? But if I see that I uploaded a gig to uh, Microsoft Azure, well, then I'm like, okay, well, that might have been my OneDrive syncing. Yeah. And did I just drop about a gig of data in the OneDrive? Oh, oh, I did, right? So I, I can see that and I know it, but I assume most people don't do that. Do you monitor your outbound traffic? Uh, not like continuously, no. I, okay. I do uh, like random samplings. I'll be like, yeah, let me take a take a look let me take a snapshot of what's going on right now and see what's up and i'll just run a wireshark capture and start looking at and i'll run some scripts that help it to you know do some reverse dnsing yep. and all that stuff yep so one of my first thoughts on this was why does the washing machine need to connect to anything at all because it's an iot device but it's right yeah and well <laughs> but i'm thinking like what are you needing to download or upload like but i guess it's you can download presets for different types of apparel so the washing machine has like different cycles and settings it'll use. Other than the wash. Right. Yeah. <laughs> my, my mind went a whole different way. When she said like, why does it need to upgrade? I immediately thought of Star Trek V. Why does God need a starship? <laughs> <laughs> so you haven't seen that one. But, yeah. um, no, no. He, He's uh, never seen anything. He so. allegedly meets God and, and God wants the Enterprise. And he's like, well, wait a minute. Does well, why does God need a starship? Right? Yeah. He's, he's supposed to be able to do like stuff. A, it's yeah. an Abraham style <laughs> test. That's so, what it was. So, uh, so yeah, the idea here with a internet-connected washing machine. So we we actually have uh, an internet-connected washing machine at home, and I have that stuff turned off. Yeah. Uh, and the reason is it's supposed to be able to connect up so you can download washing uh, profiles. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, you, your normal washing machine has uh, delicates, whites, colors. Like, you, you flip between the different modes, what you want to do. And then you can get all these extra ones you can download and store. And, and it can report back... Uh, uh, diagnostic information. So if something's going wrong, you can get an alert. But all this stuff is stupid. Yes. <laughs> so so I just blocked that again on the firewall. I don't allow that yeah. one to go out. But in my house, between things like that washing machine, our Amazon Echoes, our uh, Roku devices, my wireless access points, all this stuff is internet connected. And you'd be surprised how much data you upload, send out to other people without even knowing it. Like, That's right. You need to monitor outbound traffic. Or at least throw like a pie hole on your system, like something easy live that will just yeah. try start dropping a lot of that traffic to nowheresville. And then at least you're not sending it out. Yeah. I get frustrated with my uh, Echoes and Ring cameras yeah. because they're Amazon. Yeah. And they they phone home and upload. Like the, the Ring cameras upload video all the time. Uh, so I expect high traffic there. But because they go into AWS and AWS is open to the world, really, I don't actually know. Is it truly uploading to Amazon or is it uploading to, uh, you know, uh President Medvedev or whatever in, in <laughs> yeah. Russia, and <laughs> General Medvedev, whatever his name it is. It was funny. Last night, my wife and I were getting ready to go to sleep, and we were talking about something, and she randomly thought, is Alexa listening to what we're saying? And she very quietly, and Alexa is like in the bathroom, which mm -hmm. is a good 15 feet away, and in another room. And she goes, 
about this loud. Alexa, what's the weather? She's like, it is 45 degrees. I was like, holy crap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that thing can hear you. Uh, and it can do yeah. some creepy stuff. Have you tried whispering to it? Oh, I've heard about the whisper thing. Yeah. yeah. You say, Alexa, whisper. And oh, it'll it'll whisper back. I don't or, like that at all. Yeah. That's uncomfortable. Or if you just whisper to it, it'll, it'll, whisper it'll back. know you're whispering and yeah. it'll do the same. Yeah. Ooh, that's an, I'm uh, Honestly, I'm surprised you have an Alexa in your house. Dude, I've got like three or four. You my wife are the last person. Just, listen, I... <laughs> Happy wife, happy life. Yeah. As they yeah. say. You know what? Hey, and that's fair. She loves fair. those things. They are I'm handy. I'm not a fan. They're, they're convenient. <laughs> you know, back in the pre-Plex days, uh, yeah. I had a Windows Media Center. Oh, yeah. And the Windows Media Center edition and all that stuff. And uh, it was funny in the forums, people would always describe the things they were doing to get the setup for TV. And they always had what they called the WAF that yeah. they would have to measure, which was the wife acceptance factor. <laughs> You can only have so much technology before the WAF started to go down. Yeah, that's and right. You couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. 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 I, I imagine someday I'll understand. But for now, I, I don't have a wife, so I, you know, I, I can't really say one way or the other. One day. Well, sure. Yeah, that's on my to-do list. So uh, it, it looks like towards the end of this article, they do add this this thing in there that says, you know, it could very possibly be something relatively innocent. It might not be, you know, oh my gosh, you've been hacked. It could just be an issue with the Asus router firmware. So I guess the hope is that maybe that's all it is. And it's nah, just an, it's not sensational enough. It's yeah. not. Uh, <laughs> and to yeah. give you some some context, it says usually these appliances will use less than one megabyte per day, and and this guy was seeing three, three point seven. So yeah, just to give insane. you a little context for for the increase there. Um, Hopefully it's something innocent. Hopefully now, it would we... be cool is if he measured whether or not his clothes were getting cleaner. And he was like, heck yeah, keep them dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is good, man. My clothes are sparkling clean. <laughs> would this actually affect, other than just, I mean, if somebody was using his, his machine to do something nefarious, would it affect his like power bill or anything like that? No, probably not power bill. No. But, but if he had data caps or something, though. Could... And most people oh. with broadband uh, have less upload than they do download, right? You get gotcha. a big download speed and a small upload speed. So it could impact upload. But most people aren't uploading at all, really. So yeah. it's it's not a big deal. Okay. Well, yeah. then I, I would assume we probably won't see this on, on Deja News yeah. anytime no, soon. I, I Unless his washing up. machine is a C2 server for it's, some yeah. a-hole in <laughs> North Korea. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure LG will ignore it, right? Because, yeah. you know, there's no benefit in them responding to this at all. Uh, and if it's not doing it anymore, or if it was an Asus router issue, then it's he's just not going to be able to track it down. And mm. and that is a challenge we have today is when you see this traffic, it's almost always encrypted now, right? So yep. it's using TLS, and uh, and you can't see what that traffic is like you used to. It used to be you could run a, a, a protocol sniffer, capture it, look at it, and figure out what was going on. Now it's a lot harder. Mm. Okay. Well, well, we'll go ahead and uh, we'll end this first half of Technado there. I think that's as good a place to stop as any. But we do have more coming up. We're going to talk about uh, some breaches, some zero days, and some big money payouts. So don't go away. We'll see you right here on Technado in just a few minutes. Tired of trying to schedule your team's time around in-person learning? Isn't it a bummer to spend thousands of dollars on travel for professional development? What if we said you can save money and time and still provide your team with the best training possible? The answer to your woes is live online training from ACI Learning. With live online training, we provide our top in-person courses in private, online, instructor-led formats. You get to provide professional development in a manner that fits today's expectations. Entertaining, convenient, and effective. Our exam-aligned courses inspire the full potential of your team. Visit virtual instructor-led training at ACI Learning for more info.
Welcome back for our security news segment here on TechNATO. Real quick, just want to thank y'all for watching. If you're enjoying this episode, feel free to leave a like. Comment down below. Let us know what you want to see in the future. And if you haven't already, maybe even subscribe if you're watching on YouTube or hit that follow button if you're listening on a podcast platform so you never miss an episode of TechNATO in the future. Like I said, this is the security half of our show. And I would ask if they're ready, but... You know, they're always ready. So we'll just go ahead and jump right in. Our first segment today is Who Got Pwned? Looks like you're about to get pwned. Fatality. Yeah! So this article comes to us from Security Week. Laptop maker Framework says customer data stolen in third-party breach. I warned you we were going to talk about some breaches today. So uh, personal information was stolen at a data breach at its external account- accounting partner. What are what are the details we need to know on this? Yeah, this is this is another example of a uh, a phishing attack. Uh, although it, I, I believe, well, no, it, it's straight up phishing attack. Yeah. So what happened here is Framework. If you're not familiar with them, they make modular laptops that are completely able to be repaired. They sell all the parts, which is great. You can even upgrade them. Uh, I, I like them. I've bought a couple of, of Framework laptops over the years, and uh, they've they've made a bit of a name for themselves in that space. And they're they're definitely a company founded on technology and engineering, not accounting. And so like many startups that are out there, they have leveraged an external accounting firm. Uh, in this case, a firm called, what are they called? Like Kent Keating? or something. Keating, that's it. Keating Consulting. Well, their accountants got a phone call from somebody, no, sorry, not a phone oh, call, got an email. email from someone alleging to be the CEO of Framework, but in reality was a malicious threat actor, right? So they forged an email and sent it into the accounting firm and they said, hey, I need to get a list of all outstanding payments for for laptops. Give me a list of what customers have not completed their their transaction yet. You know any outstanding uh, invoices, and the the accountant said okay. You know and, and put it together and emailed it to that outside threat actor. Well, that means it was a spreadsheet that contained names, email addresses, and uh, how much money was due. Right now, if you think about it. How would a threat actor use that data? And I, I know how I would use it, which is if I look on here and I see Daniel's name and it says that he's pre-ordered a laptop for $2,000, even if it says he's paid it, right? I might call Daniel and say, hey, I'm Bob Smith with Framework and uh, it looks like your payment was declined for your pre-order. And you know, can you know, we may have gotten some information wrong. Can, you, can we just handle the transaction right here over the phone? I can update your payment details. And then you get the payment details from that person. They think they're just fixing their pre-order. They haven't received their laptop yet, so they they want to get that updated. And now you've got credit card data. And you can probably do plenty of other things from there, too. But they really like the credit card data. That's that, that's their favorite. That pays. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll take that over. I mean, of course, they could, even if they didn't have the credit card data, if they just got a list of you know valid user IDs, they could try to do something like uh, identity theft and that kind of stuff. But obviously... What they really are looking for is to say, hey, I'm posing as the company that is legitimate, that you know you have an account with, and get you to go, oh, I didn't pay that. Let me pay that now. And, of course, they use all the standard social engineering uh, premises and and whatnot to get them to believe and feel the urgency to do that right yeah. now. Let's take care of that right now, and we can just put this matter to bed and you know reap the benefits and rewards. Unfortunately, a lot of that money goes to um, not good things. So this, I'm not sure if this falls under specifically. I can't remember if uh, business email compromise, that type of attack. I know that definitely if I were to gain access to a CEO or somebody in finance, uh, their actual email account, and then I'm sending emails out 
from their actual accounts definitely falls under Beneseno sure. compromise. Yeah. But I I want to say, could be wrong on this, that even if I created a very similar looking account with, you know, um, typo squatting or domain fronting or th that kind of stuff to, to look like I came from there. And of course, if I had all the right information, you would still believe and interact with me as if I were that yeah. person. I, I feel bad for the framework team because they're, they're a small company. Yeah. You know, they're, they're trying to do something different. They're competing against some really big, you know, like Dell and HP and stuff. Um, they've obviously taken steps to make sure that they're secure, but here's a subcontractor that they use. And and now, now it's all over the news. Framework has a breach. When yeah. in reality, it's not like hackers were able to penetrate the framework network and gain access to intellectual property. It was somebody at the accounting firm was a sucker and, yeah. and, and fell for the phishing and attempt. And probably very unwittingly. Like, it's so funny. You look at... Look at look at red team engagements and pen tests. A lot of times when they are scoping that workout, they will be like, "Oh, so how about some how about some fishing? We get to do fishing and social engineering." You're like, "No, why not? Because it will work. That's why we want you to test our technology, not our people." It's like, oh, okay, but in real life land, this is this is the vast majority of yeah. compromises that I see come from there was a phishing link. Yeah, somebody clicked it. And welcome to Breachland. So the you know the the lesson here, I mean, we, we know we need to train people on phishing. Yeah. End user security awareness should teach people to be on the on the lookout for that stuff. That's important. But also, when you look at your company's cybersecurity posture, you need to be looking at your subcontractors as well. I'm I'm actually in a bit of a tiff right now with a a subcontractor that we're trying to onboard in our day job. Really? Where I I asked them if they were ISO certified or if they had a SOC 2 type 2 report. And their response was, "We our, our information security policy completely conforms to ISO 27001 and we we follow these practices, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Which is a, a really long-worded way of saying, no, we're not certified. Okay. Right. So then I said, okay, well, I have to treat it as if you're not certified. You're, you're not telling me you're not certified, but I have to treat you that way because you're not giving you me your certificate. Yeah. And so I said, I, I need you to answer these questions about where you're at with your, your security policy. Like, what is it that you do? How do you ensure your end users are trained? And, and so on. And uh, one of the questions was on whether or not they had had a penetration test done on their network. Hmm. And they said yes. Well, at this point, my, my red flags are kind of up and my level of trust is down. <laughs> and so I said, okay, I would like to see that pen test report. And they said no. Whoa. Huh. And now I, your trust is way down. Yes. In the and gutter. <laughs> so I said, well, I don't believe you did it. And so if you expect us to be your customer, because you know, we, we would be yes. the customer at that point, I, I, I want to see it. And they said, uh, you know, there's there's vulnerabilities that are listed in there. And if we gave that to you and we got breached tomorrow, we would think that you did it and we would sue you. And and then no, you would you, have to prove that you didn't do it. No, you would run an incident response, and they would find that we did not do that. Well, so no, that's it, just bullshit anyway. So yeah, it, yeah, it doesn't matter. But I, yeah. I, to me, it's if there's vulnerabilities in there, you should be showing me that you've already right. patched those. Right. Yeah. Why would there be vulnerabilities in a in an old pen test report? That Correct. That's a good question. Correct. Uh, and I, I think that the the truthful side of it, and we'll we'll see. The reason I'm not naming yeah. the company is I don't know yet. Yeah. I don't want to like slander Out them. them. Yeah. But. Uh, uh, but we'll see. But I think the truth will be that they they don't have a pen test. Yeah, and, and or this it's is, like some automated scan. 
and this is a BS line they've handed to other people, and other people have bought it. Yeah, aren't, like, I, I would assume you'd be under NDA with them anyway. Yeah. Right. So, like, what what purpose would it serve for me to want to do business with you, and then just breach you for the fun of it? Yeah. Right? yeah it doesn't, make, it doesn't any make any sense. No. So you know you you have to treat your subcontractors. They they need to be at the same level of security that you are. So I'm and sorry. We do have ISO twenty seven thousand one certification, right? And SOC two type two. Yep. Uh, we're not the the people without the creds here. If yeah. anybody's suspect, it ain't us. Yeah. And our our SOC two report has like five things in it. Right. Uh, so if you skip like all the way to the last page, there's five things in there that they found. Right. And we fixed all five of those things, and that's in the report too. Yeah. And so I, I will gladly share a copy of that with somebody if right. they ask for it because they're fixed. Yes. <laughs> and that's that's how cybersecurity is supposed to work. Yeah. You know, you don't find a problem and ignore it. <laughs> wow. So, that's an interesting little tale you got there, Don. It, it is. So. Wow. That's so crazy to be like, well, no, we're not certified. Well, we did a pen test, but no, you can't see it. That giving like, oh yeah, I cleaned my room, mom, but no, you're not allowed to look. Just trust that I cleaned it. Like, remember that dumpster yeah. fire you were referring to earlier? Yes. This is where the kerosene uh, comes from. Yeah. See, my my favorite, and here I, I'll share this with you guys because I, I deal with this stuff every day, and I forget <laughs> sometimes you guys don't deal with right, this. So yeah. to me, this is old hat. But uh, you get a subcontractor. And you ask them, like, hey, are you ISO certified or, or whatever, right? There's all sorts of standards out there. Yeah. Are you GDPR, uh, PCI? Are you PCI compliant, PCI DSS? And they say, well, we use all AWS servers, and AWS is PCI DSS compliant. Okay. I didn't ask about AWS. I asked about you. Well, no, AWS. So we, we're we're certified because AWS is certified. Well, no, that's no. not how it works. Yeah. Like. You can bring up a Linux server in AWS. Be totally open. Take the root user and change his password to be blank. Yeah. And turn the firewall off. Yeah. And SSH wide open. Yeah. You, you can do that. Yeah. And Amazon will not stop you. So they are compliant. You aren't. <laughs> you yeah. are your own thing. Yeah. Uh, but you'll hear a lot of companies. You have to be really careful to listen to their language. When you ask them, are you such and such certified? The answer should either be yes or no. If it's anything else, if there's more words, right. they're not. You have to treat it as no. And and you know, they were you were talking about they said they had a pen test. I assume that was a recent thing, but right, it could be a year old, it could be two years old. I would know because they wouldn't right, give it to because me. Because they, they are being really shifty <laughs> yep. about whether or not that even occurred and not letting you have any kind yeah. of visual into that. Uh, another one is, and this is important because there's it, people forget all the embargoes we have against Russia right now. Yeah. Right. So it used to be that we could get contract developers in Russia. People would do it all the time. Yeah. It's just, you know, outsourcing, whatever. Now you can't do that. Right. And so when we take on somebody to do development work for us, we have to ask, where's your workforce? Mm. Where are they? Right. Are they in the U.S.? And they go, we make sure that you are assigned a project manager in the U.S. Not what I asked. Mm. <laughs> okay, well, that's the project manager. Where's everybody else? Yeah. Uh, well, you know, they're in uh, various overseas locations. Earth. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I need specific locations because if they're in in any, uh, there's a whole list of countries we're not allowed to do business with, mm. and so you can't you can't let people snow you over on things like that. Now, I, I I'm way off on a tangent on yeah. this, right? But going back to the article, Keating Consulting, they're an accounting firm. I don't know a damn thing about them. Right. So I don't know. I mean, apparently they're here in the U.S. Uh, but this is a scenario of framework had what they do to protect themselves, which is apparently working. 
the accounting firm did not. not. And so uh, Framework has done a great job uh, with, first off, being very, very uh, transparent about this. They announced yeah. it to the public. They they told everybody within just a matter of yeah. days. I, th- I thought it was even sooner than that. I thought it said like within a half an hour or something. Yeah. I, I Framework was made aware of the incident roughly half an hour after the response email was sent and uh, Keating Consulting was informed of the error. I don't know when they notified their people. It, that it was a couple of days. But they knew about this quickly, yeah. which is good. Now, that, I, I wonder about that. Hmm. Okay, so this accountant from another company yeah. gets an email from somebody pretending to be the CEO. They reply to that email. How did Framework find out about that in half an hour? Someone probably contacted them. Like, that That was on that little, now that I know you're a, a legitimate user and, and have an account with Framework... I'm going to contact you. I, I would assume that's what happened. Some some end user got got a vish or whatever. So they got yeah. called. They got yeah. emailed, and they said something about this doesn't look right. Let me contact them. Do you think it's possible maybe the person that sent the information they shouldn't have thought about it after he did it and was like, oh, "This is kind of fishy. Maybe I should maybe, maybe I should ask did. somebody about it's this." Possible. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, uh, half an hour is fast. Half an hour is fast. And and so I was like, maybe if they replied to the fake CEO and copied in the right. CFO or something, like maybe like that had was some, it. Like but auto fill oh, thing yeah. going on. Yeah. But if I was an attacker, I I wouldn't do that. So I, there, there's something there. And I I read every right. forum post they did. I I did, did as much research before we started yeah. going today. I could not find out how did he figure it out in half an hour. Yeah. Would love to see the autopsy on that. Yeah, yeah, you know. and and they might share it. I don't know, but that that part seems weird to me. Yeah, um, crazy, right? Because if if our accountant, we use external accountants, and and if those accountants responded to a phishing email, Feeding I consult- wouldn't know about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, I wouldn't know about it. And and if they fell for the phishing attempt, they wouldn't know about it. Yeah. So how how would you see it in half an hour? I'm I'm really curious about that. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Well, maybe this will appear on Deja News, and we'll have some more information maybe about it. Will. Yeah. That's, uh, that's going to conclude our Who Got Pwned segment with a lovely aside, story time with Don, which is my <laughs> favorite segment. I hope that we reintroduce that. I hope that comes back. Uh, but we'll go ahead and move into our next segment. This is one of my personal favorites. Dope! So Dope! I always look for approval, and I don't always get it. This- <laughs> it was dark enough, but it wasn't like... Um- punctuated enough, right? Like, no, there wasn't like or, a finality to too it. too short. Right. It, it, kinda it was too like, kind of... There was too much uh, breath on it. Okay. <laughs> I'll work on that. I'll, what does that even I'll mean? I know it. what it means uh, in my head, Don. Yeah. That's all that matters. I'm a voice actor. You what? wouldn't get it. Kill who? <laughs> <laughs> well, this article comes to us from Ars Technica. Actively exploited zero days in Ivanti? Ivanti? Ivanti. Ivanti VPN are letting hackers backdoor networks. That... Sounds like not so great news. Yeah, uh, this is an interesting one. So Ivanti, a cybersecurity company that makes a uh, a VPN, what we used to call a VPN oh, concentrator, but yeah. you know, an edge device, uh, they have a product called Ivanti Connect Secure or ICS, and ICS has basically been blown wide open. Like there is no level of access more than an attacker could have. Uh, your you say this like it's a bad thing. Huh? It, it's a bad thing. <laughs> If your ICS is connected to the internet, which, by the way, is what it's designed to do, uh, then, <laughs> then any attacker can connect to the device without authenticating, have file system write access, and the ability to remote tunnel to gain access to the private network behind it. Uh, it is a fully compromised device. Ivanti uh, is aware of this. They have created a patch. It's being tracked with. It's got a CVE oh, number. Oh, did they get the patch uh, out finally? They, they have a patch out, and uh, people 
need to apply it so we yeah. know we know how that goes, right? I saw that they had, had released a mitigation, but not a patch yet. They said a patch was forthcoming. Uh, I, I I was uh, there was like I, a YAML I file that you be wrong. Imp- that you imported, and that was the mitigation for right now. And hmm. to uh, in- employ their uh, integrity checker, they have some sort of integrity checker that checks how many files are in your directory for okay. Avanti's service. And if there are more or less or file hashes don't add up, it'll kind of report that and go, hey, this is different. Uh, and don't use the internal one because the internal one could be compromised. <laughs> <laughs> could be. So you have to use the external one that you download and then apply that and then apply that YAML file. But I saw that like there was no, at least at, when I read it, you, this could be okay. right Totally. That's why I was asking. This could Did be breaking news. An actual patch. I could have swore that a, a patch was released, but I could be wrong. So I'm, I'm trying to to research it right now and find out. Yeah. But, um, These but things happen so fast. Either way, it's if just... they're, I, I just found the workaround documentation that you were yeah, describing, yeah. Uh, and not the patch. Patch availability. Um, it is. Oh, if I am reading this correctly. I, I don't think I'm reading this correctly. They All do right. word it oddly, yeah, don't they? Yeah, they got I, I will have these to look. things. These um, it because it says uh, uh, that the first version of the patch will be available for customers the week of January 22nd. So that that's next week, which is not now. Uh, which is not now. So yeah, so it looks like right now you got yeah. the workaround it, and that's it's it. It's coming. Good times. Just keep on waiting. All right. Well. You know, let's let's back up a second because when this first broke, so this is a big deal. When when you hear about a VPN appliance or you mm. know a security device getting compromised like this and blown wide open, that's a that's a big deal, it's right? A bad thing. It's a bad thing. Okay. Just Especially sure. when in order for the device to function, it needs to be exposed to the internet. That's its job, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so that's bad. But. I wasn't familiar with ICS. Uh, actually, it made me think of the old Microsoft product, the Internet Connection Sharing Tool. Didn't ICS. it like? Hasn't it been like ten other product names? That's the thing. When you back up, <laughs> if you haven't heard of ICS, you might remember it under its previous name last year called Pulse Secure. We reported on Pulse Secure when it got breached wide open, <laughs> exactly like what's happening with ICS today. Mm. Um, I think that uh, this definitely falls in the fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. This should be the nail in the coffin for this product. Yeah, I, I saw a lot of people talking. Uh, one person specifically was saying that they do um, uh, mergers and acquisitions. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they look for is has the, the company or the product changed names a lot? Because if they had, it's a surefire sign that they are trying to hide previous issues. Yeah. yeah. Right? So uh, the fact that, yeah, th- this hasn't just been Pulse Secure. It's been a bunch of other things as well. Yeah, somebody in the comments said formerly Pulse Secure, formerly Juniper, formerly NetScreen, formerly NeoTerrace. It had like a whole bunch yeah. of different names associated with this product. And, so And they just keep on moving those shells around wow. to, mm-hmm. to get around this. A lot of interesting stuff around this hack, though, as far as like the you know initial compromise. Obviously, Don, you, you mentioned that there was an authentication bypass also through their 2FA mechanism. So the hackers were able to bypass not only the the main authentication mechanism, but also the 2FA uh, mechanism as well. And then they were able to find a command injection vulnerability once behind that firewall. Once they got that, this is when it got real bad. This is when it turns into like, uh oh, that's not good. And they were able to backdoor certain functionality within the thing that allowed them to do credential harvesting, which they did a lot of. Once they had more creds, they started pivoting throughout that internal network from there, they were able to find VHDs 
that had backups of like an Active Directory domain controller. Oh wow! And in there, <laughs> they were able to pull out some some more credentials. Yeah. Right. They found also there was another one that they found like um, uh oh yeah um domain controller uh, a Veeam backup. <laughs> <laughs> so now they're not, they're not just stealing like a database, they're stealing the whole server. Yeah, they basically point. have gone crazy. So they harvested creds from the Veeam backup, right? Then they uploaded their own custom web shell, which uh. is called, um, I, I wrote it down because I couldn't remember, Glass Token, two versions of Glass Token, which you can find in GitHub. Nice. Yeah, so mm. if you're interested in, in like building up your own little test bed here, you probably you know, can make that happen. At least the attackers are embracing the open source. Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Giving back to the community. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was just, this was a big, fat dumpster fire uh, of a hack here. And if, yeah. you, if you've got one of these tools, I feel for you. Yeah. Frustrating. Well, I, I can imagine that would be frustrating. We'll, we'll uh, send good vibes your way if you're having to deal with this. <laughs> you know... But, Good. From a from a software standpoint, right? You take like LastPass, where yeah. they had their egregious security handling. Uh, it's software, so you can just say, you know what, I'm going to cancel that, and we're going to switch to another product, and off you go. But when it's hardware like this, yeah. it's implementing your network, it's a lot harder to say, I'm going to because you got to procure the new hardware. It's going to take you days, weeks, whatever to get the new hardware. Then you got to install it. There's going to be downtime. It's a lot harder to move between products. So I do yeah. feel for anybody who's who's currently affected oh, yeah. for this. Yeah. By this. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we've we've done quite a bit of talking about uh, dumpster fires here in this episode, <laughs> and now we move on to one of our segments where we talk about dumpster fires past. This is Deja News. Deja News. So this article comes to us uh, from CNN Business. You might remember, we, we've talked about it, I think, on the show before, uh, a certain case involving some eBay employees and a bloody pig mask. So uh, it says eBay to pay $3 million after former employees sent live insects and a bloody pig mask to harass a couple. So this is uh, maybe the final installment in this saga? I believe this will be the final installment. But, by the way, the pig mask and what, what did insects? you say? Insects. That was the nice things they sent them. Yeah. The... Uh, <laughs> The guide to dealing with the loss of a loved one. Yeah. Like, uh, the hmm. the bestiality yep. material. Yep. Yeah. Wow. sent to the neighbors. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> yeah. so, it was crazy. So <laughs> this has been one of my favorite stories over the last couple of years. It's slowly developed uh, and, and been released. Yeah. Um, so let, let's rewind to the beginning and recap for people who are, are just now hearing about this, because I think, Sophie, <laughs> like Sophia. you might be in that category. Uh, so what happened? was quite some time ago, uh, eBay. <laughs> eBay is loved and hated the world around. You know, there are people who have good experiences or people who have bad experiences. And uh, there was a couple that had sold some stuff on eBay and had gotten jerked around somehow, and, and uh, uh, eBay withheld more funds or something. And so they wrote up a newsletter telling people about all the bad things that eBay does, all the ways that eBay cheats their customers, and, and they put it out there. Now, um, whether true or false, we do have freedom of speech, and unless you're outright lying, you know, for libel, slander, or, or whatever, calling for acts of violence. Uh, oh yeah, there's yeah, that. Those are not um, legal. Then you know it's largely protected speech, and so they put this stuff out there on the internet. And inside of eBay, they had a division of people that were headed up by a, if I remember right, a former police captain, and you know, like people that were former law enforcement that were now working in the security division in eBay, and they said, uh, you know what? we're going to get that stuff taken down. And so at first they started threatening ISPs and so on, but but then they started focusing on the couple and what they could do to get this couple to to back down, to give up their fight and take down this 
this uh, disparaging information on eBay. And these eBay employees, they started doing some really bizarre stuff. Like Daniel mentioned, sending uh, in the beginning, it was sending things like live cockroaches in a package to them or sending a package to the wife about dealing with the loss of a loved one. Like, you know, your husband, yeah. something's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, then, Daniel, you mentioned the the bestiality porn. They, they you don't remember us having the conversation on whether or not it's bestiality versus bestiality? I refuse to say bestiality. That's disturbing. <laughs> um, and so they, they sent it to the neighbors yeah. with their this name couple's it. name on it. Like, yeah. you got misaddressed and stuff. So, like, I mean, this was a straight-up harassment campaign. And it's it's insane to think that a, a Silicon Valley company... As big as eBay. Uh, as big as eBay would do stuff like this. Uh, so Obviously, this wasn't a sanctioned action by eBay, though. Uh, allegedly. Allegedly. Right. Allegedly. Um, I can't imagine it would be in, in any like world we live in. So eBay uh, immediately terminated these employees, yeah. right? Uh, but the employees, they they went to court, and, and those people were saying, like, hey, we were just doing what we were told. And uh, Wow. But- but they weren't. Yeah. It, it's all they over were the rogue. place. Yeah. So they mm. they got found guilty and they got sentenced last year. Uh, but it was yet to be seen what was going to happen with eBay. Now right. eBay was being sued in civil court and it had a maximum fine of three million dollars. eBay settled out of court, uh, but they settled for, for the maximum fine. Uh, so they are they they are paying the three million dollars to the couple. So good for them. Don't a lot of organizations do settling out of court so that those like the findings and things that are set inside of court are no longer like public? Right. They, yeah. they usually want to keep it secret. And right. eBay's not keeping this one secret. So that's. So I wonder why uh, they did that. So just what, not to have the adjudication against them. Yeah, and just to stop lawyers' fees. Yeah. You know, okay. let's just end this now and close it. We 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 admit it that this all happened. Yeah. These people sucked. Well, it, good for eBay. And yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, if, so you had, if you had a rogue element inside of your company, <laughs> it's like, like Sophia. <laughs> and they've uh, they've accepted to have a, uh, not an auditor, what's it called, a monitor? When they hmm. assign a person, a, a, a independent person has to now work in the company to monitor everything they do to yeah, make sure yeah. they stay on the up and up for two years. Uh, and eBay will pick up the salary of that person. Wow. They're not an eBay employee. But... But their job is to make sure eBay doesn't do seedy Any stuff more like of that this kind of stuff. Yeah. So eBay has, I mean, pretty much done whatever they they could to to just say, hey, this this happened on our yeah. watch, and and we'll, we'll. Did they apologize though? I don't know. And did I talk about that last week? We like, always we talked about that. It is quite unfortunate that you were bothered by the yeah. events that occurred. Yeah. yeah, we regret that you were offended. Yeah. Why don't you say you're sorry? Yeah. I I don't get it, but um, I don't know. Uh, oh, actually, it does say. We continue to extend our deepest apologies to the Steiners. So, so that's they, they did of, apologize. Yeah. That's close enough for me. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll give that it's one. Today's day and age, that that's one. Uh, yeah. well, I will count that. Um, and then it goes on to say, like, since these events occurred, new leaders have joined the company, and eBay has strengthened its policies, procedures, controls, and training. So. All right. Don't send bloody pig masks to people yeah. we don't like. I'm going to add that to our you should. information you should security totally policy. Throw that in yeah. There. Yeah. Put that it's, in the new employee training yeah. there just to make sure people know. It's got to be well defined. Like, can you send them live cockroaches, yeah. dead cockroaches? Is that okay? Yeah. Because that- there's like chocolate colored <laughs> cockroaches that you can get and you can mm-hmm. eat that. Oh, we have a plastic cockroach at the house, and we have so much fun with that thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, I can't tell you how many people we have. It, it, it costs like twenty cents or Worth something every for dollar. a lifetime right. of yeah. memories. It really is. Yeah. If you listener out there do not have a plastic cockroach in your home, you absolutely need to get one. Did you ever see the movie Pacific Heights? 
with yeah. Michael Keaton. It was about this couple that buy their dream home in like San Francisco or something like that. And they renovate it. And then because it's such a big house and for the, to like to lower the cost for themselves, they rent out the rooms. Michael Keaton is one of their renters and he locks himself in his room and they can't get in. They can have no access to the room. And he starts like doing crazy stuff, playing loud music. And he infests the place with cockroaches and all the other renters move out and they are forced to sell. It's lower the value and he buys it. And it, that's like his scheme. That's what uh, he does. It's a really, it's like a, you know, kind of a suspense, mm. but psychological it was, thriller. Yeah. It was very, very interesting mm. flick. I've not seen it. since I've seen that one. But now I have a plan. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. Now you know how I feel. I've not seen it. So it's interesting to me that this, or not interesting, but just crazy to me that this all started with this woman, I guess, had a blog or a news site or something Mm -hmm. that was critical of eBay at times. Just imagine being so salty that somebody says something negative about you or your company and your response is to send them like a fetal pig. Like how how sensitive do you have to be to have that be your reaction to like... You could like insult me personally and like attack my family, and my character, and I wouldn't send you a fetal pig. That's like yeah. crazy. Sticks and stones, right? Yeah. <laughs> the the shocking part to me, like I I expect this kind of behavior from random people, right? right. Like a a technado listener out there could hate something I said and <laughs> yeah. send me a fetal pig, and I'll be like, well, that's the internet. Right? Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I signed up for this, but for it to be like eBay corporate. That's what right. makes this so shocking. Like these crazy. are people who should have known better. Who were like ex not military but um, ex police police officers. Yeah. yeah. Like you know what you're doing is harassment and breaks a bunch of laws. Obviously you don't care. I guess. Maybe they're used to breaking a bunch of laws. <laughs> maybe, know? maybe. You basically got to like revamp their hiring practice when it comes <laughs> to who they put in over that that uh, specific place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, hopefully this is the last that we that we hear about this case. Sounds like it's all it's all said and done. This is probably the final installment in that saga. Yep. Um, so congrats to that couple for for getting as I mean as much justice as you can get after going yeah. through the I'm sure the mental exhaustion of that whole ordeal. With this bit of closure, it's now at the point where they're ready to make the Netflix documentary on it. Yeah. Yes. So. Netflix Netflix doc or Lifetime movie? What do you think would be a better fit? Netflix. Um, Netflix. I'm going Netflix. Yeah, probably. I mean, they Lifetime. There there could be a Lifetime angle on it. You know the the couple elderly couple yeah. hiding in their house, terrified. That that mm. that, that fits the Lifetime model. Uh, but I'm thinking Netflix. Netflix yeah. doc. Okay. Well, then maybe there will be another segment on this when they <laughs> inevitably do that. I spoke too soon. It's the article that would never end. If you are uh, if you are enjoying this episode, if you had a good time hearing us talking about cockroaches and everything else that came up, uh, we'd love it if you like this video, maybe even subscribe if you haven't already. You can always check out all of the previous Technado episodes. They live on the ACI Learning uh, IT Pro social channels, so check those out. We also have uh, ACI Learning webinars and live on social events that live on the channel as well. We had one a couple weeks ago that was an all-things cyber webinar. Last week, Don and I had one about getting into IT. I believe there is an audit webinar this week that you might want to check out if you are into that side of things. And uh, we do have webinars every single month, I believe at least two or three each month this year. So you can always check back for more of those. I think that's pretty much it. I want to thank our sponsor once again, ACI Learning, for sponsoring this show. If you are watching from the IT Pro website or uh, the Technado website, you can click the Sponsored by button to go to the IT Pro website. And you can use that code Technado30 for a discount on your IT Pro membership. That's all I got. Anything from you guys before we wrap this up? No, it's exciting times. I gotta wait for my uh, Lenovo Android laptop to come in, and uh, I can't wait to go home and watch the Final Sacrifice MST3K. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, wow. 
I, I will have to hit, hit up your Plex for that. Well, it's on yep. my Plex. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll set off your upload alarm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and I can't wait to go home and nap. Thank you so much for <laughs> thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Technado, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for watching. If you enjoyed today's show, consider subscribing so you'll never miss a new episode.